Go, Chris. Goodbye, my friend, it's hard to die. Ladies and gentlemen of the internet, welcome to the podcast Love the Graps. My name's Chris, I'm here with Alan. Hello. That's Alan, and this is the podcast that we do. This is the podcast that we do. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Don't say any more after that. Yeah, it's about wrestling. Is it? Yep. Um, we go to wrestling and then we talk about wrestling okay. af- afterwards, like immediately afterwards. Yeah, well, we very much are immediately afterwards. Yeah, tonight. so often we would drive home and then get back to my house and, and uh, sit down and have a little chat at my desk. Yeah. Um, but we'd just... You'd uh, fall asleep on the way home? I would normally fall asleep on the way home. Yeah. Yeah, as is my want. Yeah. Um, but today we're chatting in the car. Yeah. Something that we do sometimes. Yeah. Means a drop in sound quality. But I tell you what, it's free, isn't it? Yeah. And I like to think that that drop in sound quality is made up for by the immediacy mm. of the takes. It's scorching hot takes. It's verite. Yeah, mm. I like that. We're on the road, yeah. giving you a slice of life. Giving you a bit of verisimilitude. Yes. Uh, so here we are. We are currently on the motorway. Yep, the M6. Yeah, the 6th motorway. Yeah, just go up to Junction 7. Yeah, the seventh uh, if, junction. If you want to have a look on your on your map, yeah, follow along with us. Yeah, uh, we'll keep you updated as we go past each junction. Yeah, and we are leaving. We've left Wolverhampton. We've well and truly left it. Yeah, but we were in Wolverhampton. Wolverhampton, um, where we go on a monthly basis. Yeah, to Fight Club Pro at the Hangar. Yeah, it's just a warehouse, isn't it? We are contactless. We are the Hangar. <laughs> we are cashless. We are contactless. We are the hangar. That's their catchphrase at the yeah. hangar. Everybody's saying it all the time. So you just want to you just want to go and use the bathroom, and somebody's like, "We are the toilet. We are the hangar." Um, it's weird. It's just weird. How did you uh, find the uh, cashless, contactless hangar tonight? Um, I didn't use the bar because it's expensive. Yeah. If I just want a soft drink. It's like 15 quid. Yeah, I'm not paying a million pounds yeah. for a soft drink. They should sell me a soft drink for 50p. All I want, they can, like, honestly, they could go and get, like, a multi pack of, like, Tesco value, co- like, cola drinks. Do you know what? I'd even say for a minimum spend, a pound. Yeah. I'd, I'd pay a pound. Yeah. You know? But I used to pay a pound at fiction, didn't we? I wish I had a tuck shop. Yeah? Just a tuck shop. I want one of those, um, one of those drinks that's like a bright, bright purple or bright blue, and it's in a plastic tub with like a um, with a plastic lid on it that you have to pierce with a straw. Yeah, that's what I want. Yeah, do you remember when we uh, used to go to the early days of Northampton School of Professional Wrestling? They had a tuck shop. Yeah, they did. It was the best. Yeah, more uh, tuck shops. Yeah. Um, maybe we'll have a tuck shop at Goodstock 2019. Oh man, can I man it? If you want, yeah. Oh, I'll get some blackjacks and everything. Yeah. Maybe we'll, we'll see if we could get a tuck shop going. Yeah. Um, so we have just been to uh, the hangar in Wolverhampton for Fight Club Pro. Uh, it was the hang- Hangover Part 2. Yeah. Um, because l- last year... Did they... Is this the third year that they, they've done one? 
caught the hangover? No, it must be the second. It couldn't be the third. <laughs> that would be ridiculous. I just had this idea that even like the first year that they did it, there was a DTTI hangover. No, I think it was just last year. Was it? Yeah. Okay. So it's 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 the show after the Dream Tag Team Invitational. Yeah. Like, if you're still hungover from the Dream Tag Team Invitational, you should go to see a doctor because yeah. that was more than a month ago. Although the Ogdens tonight, I think they were still drunk. I'm not from. sure it's the same hangover at that really? point, no. I think it's a different hangover. Okay. Nice to see you, Ogdens. Yeah. Um, also, it's Friday evening. I've been at work all week. Yeah. If I was hungover now on a Friday evening, again, like I'm not getting enough fluids. I'm not getting enough fluids. You're not? No. No. If I'm still hungover. All right. So, um, Fight Club Pro. Yes. How, how, how do you feel generally? Do you feel like you got your money's worth? What, about Fight Club Pro? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, we bought the season tickets. Yeah. So I feel we, we generally get our money's worth. Yeah. Um, whatever. Um, I mean, we, we really should talk about tonight's show in, in the format that we usually do. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've got a format. And do the three and three. Yeah, so three things that we liked. Yeah. Um, that comes under Love the Graps. Love the Graps. And three things that we didn't like as much. Not my Graps. That's right. Um, so we will. We'll kick up. We'll, we'll just dive in then, shall yeah. we? Just dive in with, yes. with our Love the Graps. Okay. What did you particularly love about this show, Chris? Okay, I'm going to talk about a debut today. Okay. Um, we're going to talk about some more debuts um, a bit later on, but I'm going to talk about one debut in particular, um, and it took place in a four-way match. Was it a fatal four-way? It might have been. No yeah. one died, although yeah. Nico Angelo came very close. He lost a close. lot of blood, yeah. But we had the debut of Gabriel Kidd. Yeah. The Young Bull. The Young Bull. Which, uh, a bullock? Is that a heifer? Um, calf? I don't know. I don't know. A bullock. I'm going to say bullock. Sandra Bullock. Yeah. Gabriel Kidd. Yeah. Uh, and he he won the four-way match. Yeah. Now, we've seen Gabriel Kidd before. Yeah. Um, I think I've seen him a bit more than you, because I went to a couple of Southside shows in Nottingham without you. Yeah. Um, that he was at because he, he was a Southside regular. I'm not sure if he still is. Maybe he is. I don't know. Um, works for Defiant. Yeah. Uh, works for Tidal. Uh, generally up north. We saw him at Wrestling Resurgence. Yeah. In a three generations of Nottingham match. Um, previous to tonight, my impression of Gabriel Kidd has been a bit doughy big pants. Yeah, I think he, he's somebody who has grown physically, yeah. but also like somebody who I think has sort of found himself in the past couple of years. Yeah. Um, I remember one of the first times I saw him, um, he was filling in in a match at Southside. Oh yeah, he was, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, um, against Jimmy Havoc. Yeah. When Jimmy Havoc was kind of just at the tail of the end of his, like, massive heel run in progress yeah. and was still a baddie in Southside yeah. um, but he was supposed to be against Lever Bates who was injured yeah. um, so he just said oh anybody could come out Gabriel Kidd, uh, Gabriel Kidd out. came out and did a promo yeah. and the crowd fucking hated it <laughs> they were like no not having this yeah. he is not nah, he's not the one we want 
Yeah, and then um, we're really happy when Jimmy Havoc beat the shit out of him. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah. It was a weird moment where Jimmy Havoc kind of turned babyface that night. Yeah. Um, also nearly got into a fight with somebody in the front row. Yeah, and then got badly rainmakered by Lever Bates. Yeah. Yeah. It was an, a night for Jimmy Havoc, <laughs> it was, really. It, it was, was a, a night. night. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's one of the earliest appearances I saw of um, yeah. Gabriel Kidd. And... Um, since then he's kind of as I say found himself yeah. he's got this uh, Stan Hansen All Japan um, thing going on hasn't yeah. he um, I mean he throws up the the horns he does uh, when he comes to the ring yeah um, as you say he was wearing some big pants slightly smaller pants nowadays yeah, yeah I like the fact that his pants have slimmed down a bit I mean I, I didn't have a, like it was notable that he had big pants but I didn't have a problem with it no no I like um, the pair of big pants yeah comfortable aren't they yeah. big pants um, but particularly tonight I was very impressed by the fact that he was a fucking prick he was a bad guy and yeah. in Fight Club Pro that's a rare commodity yeah and he was a bad guy that didn't care about being cool which is very important yeah, can you imagine that? Can you imagine being in Fight Club Pro and being a bad guy that doesn't want to be a cool dude? Yeah, because like traditionally, and certainly recently, the bad guys in Fight Club Pro are kind of the cool, the cool kids, the punk kids. Yeah, or uh, they they like they go away for a bit and then come back and you've forgotten that they're a bad guy. Yeah. So, um, um, but it was nice to see Gabriel Kid come come right out the blocks uh, in a bit of a. A prick styley pick up a win and yep. hopefully um, he'll be that kind of mid card moving up bad guy yeah and I think they need I think it could really benefit him like I mean I don't know what sort of opponents he's facing in you know those other promotions yeah. but I don't feel like I've seen him have too many sort of high profile matches against like top competition. I think he was in World of Sport as well, you know. Yeah, that rings a bell. Yeah. Do you remember that? Do you remember World of Sport? Not really. No. Um, but, yeah, but, you know, being in Fight Club, there are going to be imports. Yeah. Like, he will get to compete against some of the best around. I hope he's, you know, I hope, like, them giving him a win today, I hope that means that they're going to bring him in. Yeah. On a regular basis. I mean, of it, course, they might have, they might forget about this tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, do you remember Scotty Davis won a contract? Yeah, I do. Do you remember when Mark Haskins turned heel? Yeah. Do you remember when Golf Wank was in Fight Club Pro? <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll that never was, forget when uh, Fight Club Pro were Golf Wang affiliated. Golf Wang affiliated. I'm gonna get that T-shirt made yeah. up. Um, All right, let's move on to another one. Go on, then you go. Okay. Um, let's talk about the main event tonight. Yeah. So the main event uh, was the only match on the card with a bit of build, really. Yeah. Um, in that it was the besties in the world, Fight Club Pro Tag Team Champions. Yeah. Against Schadenfreude. Schadenfreude. Uh, the Schadenfreude team of Chris Brooks and the Aussie Arrow. Yeah. Um, Carl Fletcher. Who had who, some little arrows hanging off his jacket today. Yeah, it's cool, wasn't it? Yeah. And. Um, did they win DTTI? Uh, no, they lost the final, but they beat Besties in the World right, in the semi-final. The yeah. yeah, so th- that earned them a title shot in the the rule of tournaments. Yeah. Um, so and and 
you know, Schadenfreude have been, have been doing that thing and we've been talking about it when we've been going to Fight Pro shows of like being all over the show. So it made sense that uh, Schadenfreude would get the title shot against besties in the world. Um, and they had a pretty good main event. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was a classic CCK-style tag match. Yep. Um, lots of shenanigans. I mean, notable with Kid Lycos being at ringside throughout. Got involved plenty. Yeah. Um, taking bumps yeah. as well, you know. Yeah. Um, nothing massive, but still, like, bumping a little bit. Um, they ref kind of, bumps. Ref bumps, shenanigans, um, you know, brawling on the outside, a little bit of... You know, splashing into some chairs. Yeah, I mean, Davey Vega got like lawn dyed into into our chairs. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've been told to move at ringside. Yeah, normally sit in a safe area. Well, especially when there's a barrier in front of you. Especially when there's Joe Atherton in his in his massive wheelchair sat next to us as yeah. well. Norm- I mean, before it happened, Chris Brooks did come up and say, "Get out of here, Athers, Athers reverse." Yeah. So, um, well, at which point he did. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Brawling match uh, all over the place, yeah. and um, Schadenfreude picked up the win. Yeah. Um, so all the gold is in Schadenfreude's hands now. Yeah. Um, they've got the main title, which Mark Davis has got. He kept that tonight against Clint Margera. They've got the tag titles, which uh, Chris Brooks and Carl Fletcher have got. The Infinity thing, Mark Davis cashed it in, but yeah. I guess he's still the, the current holder. Um, of that or did he cash in or did he just get a title shot anyway I don't even know mate I mean the trophy itself is dead right okay so I mean to all intents and purposes it's gone Um, so they were kind of larging it yeah at the end um, and saying you know who can possibly stop us and then a very very short snippet of Walter's music played the old ring camp theme and then they all laughed and they were like, ha, 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 <laughs> you, you shitheads, you were yeah. fooled by that. And then the music played again and then Walter came out. Yeah. And I've got mixed feelings about this. Yeah. Because I've spoken on this podcast about my disdain for the mixture of WWE people in non-WWE wrestling. Um, and particularly when Walter leaving Fight Club Pro a couple of months ago coincided in him signing kind of full time with WWE so yeah. it, it seemed that he'd gone especially for that um, but I was really happy to see him because one thing we've talked about about Schadenfreude is that there's no one standing up to them yeah. and Walter may be a former Schadenfreude member he may be have, have been gone for a little bit and he may be signed to WWE UK but I was happy to see him there uh, absolutely kicking the shit out of all the members of Schadenfreude. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I said to you after the show, like, it would have been... Like, it's, I always feel like it would have been nice if we were at a point where it would make sense for it to have been somebody more Fight Club Pro affiliated or, you know... Yeah. Like, but... They haven't done a good job of building anyone to that point. No, it's it's gone too far now for, for it to be a Travis Banks or a Jordan Devlin or a Dan Maloney or, yeah. or you know, whoever. Um, we've, they've, they've done too much other fucking around. 
for them to have that impact. Um, but it was a massive impact. Um, the pop for Walter was huge. Yeah. Um, and okay, some of that's going to be that, yeah, there's Walter, he's that bloke off the telly. But some of it is going to be the fact of, okay, here's someone who is going to completely fuck around with Fight yeah. Pro. I think it's funny when the, his music plays and everybody stands up at ringside and puts their hands behind their back. Really? Yeah. Tends to be. It's like, what are you doing, you nerds? <laughs> Let people enjoy it. No, it's want. fine that they enjoy it, but I also think it's funny that they, they get up and pretend to be Walter. But, um, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about uh, some underwhelming debuts later, but there was uh, someone who made their debut tonight, kind of similar background and similar origin to Walter. Yeah. Um, and it, it just highlighted to me, um, oh, well, it's Ilya Dragunov. Yeah, stop being coy. Yeah. Um, and we, we're not on the Dragunov train. No. Uh, we, we don't get it. Um, and the, when Walter came out and was just a a massive pillar of resistance and charisma and uh, physical dominance, to me it underlined again how little I thought of Dragunov earlier in the show. Yeah, and this well. is coming from someone who it was very resistant to Walter yeah. for quite a while. Yeah. I can be one either. Yeah. Alright, then let's have a third. Okay. Love the graph. So we so. just talked about Dragonoff. Yep. Let's talk about the man uh, he was in a match with tonight. Dan Maloney, you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. You know, remember Dan Maloney? He's a bad guy. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, he's He not. had little boots. Do you yeah. remember the, what, that when he had little boots and he'd seen things? Yeah. Do you remember when he kept losing to Shea Purser and Session and Moth Martina? Yeah, both in their pyjamas. Yeah. Um, yeah, I do remember that. But yeah, but we're not supposed it. to. No, yeah, forget not supposed it. to. This is Driller Dan, Dan Maloney. Yeah, this is uh, the Driller Gorilla. The Driller Gorilla, brand new Dan Maloney. Yeah, um, who returned uh, a few months ago. Yep. Uh, as uh, part of the Fight Club Pro good guys. Yeah, so he's a good guy now. Yeah. Because everybody likes shouting Dan. They do. Yeah. Um, and they like shouting along to his music. Yeah. So that's fine. Yeah. Uh, you know, I. I'm resistant to that sort of thing. I'm always a bit like, can we actually make a reason why we're cheering him yeah. rather than just familiarity and we like his music? But well, it's, whatever. It's, it's one of those weird turns that is you get a heel and if you put them against other heels, they're immediately a face yeah. without actually doing anything. I mean, also face. he's local. He's a yeah. local boy. So yeah. that instantly gets him some cheers. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm willing to go along with Well... Also, I think he's had some really good performances since he's been back. Yep. Um, people raved about his match with Osprey over the DTTI weekend, yep. um, I, which I didn't see, but I will give them the benefit of the doubt. People know they're wrestling. Yep. There are other people who have opinions about wrestling, yep. and they're, ju- they're just as valid as ours, and Alan. They don't, some of those people don't even have podcasts. Some of them. Most of them do, though. Yep. Like most of the people I feel like we spoke to today at the show had their own <laughs> have their own podcast. Um, we we don't speak to each other. We just play our podcast at each other. Yeah, yeah. Or and if we do want to have a conversation, we have to have a recorder where we record our half of the conversation yeah. and play it back. Um, so Dan Maloney had a high-profile match here on the show tonight against the debut in Ilya Dragunov. Unbesiegbar. Yeah. Uh, knock off Snickers bar. Yeah, uh, I love an Unbesieg bar. Yeah, well, I love Unbesieg bar. I couldn't have more than 
them though. <laughs> um, he uh, and uh, honestly, going into it, I didn't I didn't know whether we were going to have a. Uh, again, you mentioned the WWE sort of situation, yeah. and actually, it's going to rear its head again on this podcast later on. Um, but Dragonoff has just debuted on um, WWE UK, NXT UK, the UK brand um, of WWE and NXT. Um, And there's always this question about whether or not that means he's got to win all his matches outside of WWE. Yeah, it's it's a weird thing to be in. And obviously, like, he he was at uh, the Super Strong Style weekend for Progress. And I was convinced that that there was no way he could lose to a non-WWE guy and then he did Yeah. Um, so I was wrong there but then again that's progress and you kind of think you know have progress got special permission to do that kind yeah. of thing being you know a WWE affiliate themselves um, so you kind of think oh he's in the ring here at Fight for Pros against Dan Maloney who was a WWE guy but isn't a WWE guy now there's no way Dan Maloney can win this or can he I don't know why am I thinking about this in the middle of this match yeah it's something I spoke to Joe about and I think we touched on a little bit on the podcast uh, the other week is that I just wish that this wasn't even a part of the thought process like I think it it's really I think actually Joe what I think it's really adversely affected by enjoyment of wrestling over the past couple of years it definitely has like I can't just enjoy shows anymore because there's too much outside influence and maybe it's part of the contributing factor to the fact that I'm not going to as many shows this year but Um, that aside yeah Dan Maloney really is making a name for himself yeah and has continued that tonight yeah um he's got to be poor like if if I always have you know I'm reluctant to trust Fight Club Pro because they're schizophrenic and have short attention spans um, but I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm on board I'm on board yeah. like I'm reluctant to get 100% behind Dan Maloney but I'm on board with the idea of a Dan Maloney push are you sitting in the back of the Dan van? Um, yes yeah yeah, go on then. Yeah. Um, I hope that, that, like we said, that Schadenfreude are kind of running riot in Fight Club Pro. We've we've really wanted some resistance. They've made a weird job of making it look like the likes of Travis Banks and uh, Jordan Devlin, uh, etc., can't be the ones to lead that resistance. I hope that now, with that big win over Ilya Dragunov... I hope that Dan Maloney gets a few more wins under his belt and starts going after Mark Davis for the title. That's the kind of thing that I could get behind, that kind of chase. Because um, that's what sold Fight Club Pro to us in the first place. Yeah. It was uh, the Travis Banks chase. Yeah. So I want that kind of thing. And, yeah, I'm just hoping that Dan Maloney keeps that momentum going. Yeah, it's good to see one of the Fight Club Pro guys get a win. Yeah. And we had that a little. We had a, earlier in the show. Travis Banks picked up a rare singles victory. Yeah. Um, a rare victory in Fight Club Pro. Um, it, that that conversely didn't feel like a big deal. No. But we'll get into that again. I think in yeah. a in a minute. Um, which is a shame because you know we love Trav. And you know if you'd have 
if you'd have changed us up six months ago, Trav could be the one yeah. in the position right now to be. But they didn't, so we, we can only look forward. So let's hope Dan Maloney is the man. Yeah. Dan the man. Dan the man. All right, I guess we've got to flip it. Yeah. Go, off, go flip mode on them. Okay. Um, let's do not my grabs. Yeah. Um, and we kind of like skirted around it. So let's talk about um, debuts. Okay. So often on this podcast, we will talk about debuts in the first half, in the Love the Graps, about people who are making, uh, sometimes new to us, but other times just new to the promotion that we're we're at, uh, making their debuts and making a good fist of it. And we did say Gabriel Kidd did exactly that. Yeah. Um, But there were a few other debuts tonight where I don't think people did really uh, make the best of it. Yeah, it's it's a weird one because, as you say, like it's always it always feels like a positive for new people. Like that, you get to see new people, and new people are exposed to a new audience, or um, it's a big name that comes in for the first time. But there were a few people on the card today that it, it sort of didn't didn't sort of fulfil the hopes I would have for that sort of a role yeah so the first match we mentioned just now Travis Banks picked up a win yeah uh, he's against Jake Atlas yeah Jake Atlas is a guy that I've seen a couple of times on Game Changer wrestling shows when they've been out in LA right um, I think he did some stuff at Wrestlemania weekends um, so he's got a, a little bit of a name at the moment um, my, one of the, the people kind of known for being an, an out out and proud gay wrestler right? Um, which is to be applauded in um, a sport which can sometimes still be a bit a uh, bit weird about that kind of thing Yeah. Um, so he came over uh, I presume uh, he's over for a bit that's usually the way these things work um, that he's, he, they come to Europe for a few weeks or a, a month or you know two months and you'll see them sort of go around the circuit so he made his debut tonight against Travis Banks. And when you've got someone coming in from overseas, especially if they've got... I mean, he hasn't got a massive buzz about him. You know, he's not uh, a Marco Stunt uh, or an Orange Cassidy. Um, but, you know, he's got a little bit of a buzz about him. You, you expect them to kind of stand out and impress. And he didn't do anything wrong, but he didn't do anything... Amazing. No, it's like if if you if somebody is coming from the other side of the world or halfway around the world, um, you do yeah you expect them to be bringing something unique. Yeah. And I didn't feel like that was what Jake Atlas did today. No. Like he just was another dude in there. Like he's a he's a fairly big dude. He's in good shape. He's athletic enough, but. I didn't get lots of personality. He didn't do anything in the ring that I haven't seen a million times before. And he didn't have, like, a blow-away match. Um, You know, I didn't feel like I was watching a... And this is really hard to say as well, like, because Trav is one of my favourite wrestlers. But, like, it wasn't an exceptional wrestling match. No. Like... 
and in a company like Fight Club Pro where it feels like ev- like everybody's trying to have the best match on the card this was the opener it was it was fine but it felt like it could have been anyone in there yeah and like I had the same feeling about Artemis Spencer at Super Strong Style 16 yeah. it's like okay I mean he had he did some flips Artemis Spencer um Jake Atlas did a cartwheel yeah um did a, kind of a big dive to the outside but like otherwise you know he's not he's not an Ethan Page like no. who may not be remarkable in the ring but brings like a charisma yeah. and a personality that sort of sets him apart yeah it's a, you only get one chance to make a first impression and I don't think he grasped that with both hands tonight and then we had two other debuts outside of Gabriel Kidd, which we already mentioned. Yeah. Um, slightly different in that people, these are people who are a very different part of their career. More we're um, more familiar with. Uh, we've uh, seen one of them a, a lot. Uh, the other one we've seen a few times. Uh, and again, um, they they didn't impress. Although, let's hold our hands up. One of them, Ilya Dragunov. We we just don't get it. We've already got our druthers. Yeah. Um, I I I challenged a very big Ilya Dragunov fan today to watch the match through the lens, suggesting that Ilya Dragunov is a simpleton. Yeah. That Ilya Dra- watch watch his matches and his entrance and and imagine that he's like the village idiot. And it kind of it works. Yeah, it's it's always nice to see Les Kellett. <laughs> um, a Les Kellett tribute act in 2019 <laughs> is is always good. But that's that's what that's what he is. And I mean, he had a decent enough match with Dan Maloney. Um, but no one will be talking about the time do, Ilya Dragunov came to fight. Club do you Pro. know what? Watching that match with Dan Maloney, Ilya Dragunov was much more compelling when he was getting the shit beaten out of him. Yeah. Like, I think he is probably... Like, and I... I, I wasn't there. I don't watch WXW. But I feel like... It must have been... The story that they told with Ilya Dragunov that drew people in must have been an underdog, underdog story. It was. It was. And he... He vanished for ages. Right. And then he came back as a massive surprise and apparently they even kayfabe most of the locker room about right. it that's how big a surprise it was and then it was like the, the final day of a 16 carat and then he, he made his return and it was a massive pop okay. and everyone loved it and I think that is probably it's the people who've been on board um, the the Ilya Dragunov train since then that are still loving him now yeah. um, so he, he's a weird one to bring in as an attraction because I think you have to or you have to be properly invested in Ilya Dragunov yeah. to really enjoy Ilya Dragunov if you're bringing him in as an attraction like I feel like it's too much baggage like you need to pick up the baggage to really get it like yeah. it's not like a it's not a plug and play sort of character if I need to do homework for a wrestler yeah then He's not an attraction. It's not a fun night out, is it? No. And then we got Tony Storm. Yeah. Now, Tony Storm. Um, what should we? 
Tell you what, let's move on to a second love, yeah. for, um, not my grabs. Um, and it's quite specifically Tony Storm's appearance in on this show. Yeah. Now, Tony Storm is one of the top women's wrestlers in the world. She is currently WWE, UK, NXT, the UK brand, women's champion. Yep. Um, and she was billed tonight as like a Fight Club Pro debut. Can you believe she's never wrestled at the Fight Club Pro before? Here she is. Now it's that was Tony a, Storm. It was a surprise to me. Um, but then when you think about that, Fight Club Pro spent ages not really. They, they'd have like one woman per show. Yeah. Whether it be Nixon or Kaylee Ray or Millie McKenzie, yeah, uh, mixing in with the men. Um, so yeah, so it's not massively it's, surprising. It's not a massive shock. It was a little bit jarring when when uh, Functional Fraser Thomas uh, said that she was making a debut. Do you remember that time the Viper appeared on Fight Club Pro? She did not. That was Kimberly Benson. Yeah, um, it was not Viper. Not, not Viper. I don't know what you're talking about. Right. Um, so yeah, she. They said she made her debut tonight. Um, which is fine. She's coming in as like one of the biggest wrestlers in the world, women's wrestlers in the world, the uh, NXT UK champion, and she's facing Valkyrie. Yep, who is an Irish wrestler. Yep. Um, Valkyrie not making her debut in Fight Pro because she made one appearance before in a scramble match which didn't even have a finish because Schadenfreude interrupted it. Yeah. Um, so she's not really got a pedigree. And yet, she's in there against Tony Storm. And that's fine. Yeah. Because you can use that to make her. Because there are two reasons you bring in someone like Tony Storm. You bring her in as the, the travelling champion, which, you know, she is. She's, to all intents and purposes, the, the British world women's champion. Yeah, I mean, she walks out with the belt. Yeah, she brought the belt out tonight. So you, you put her in with your top woman. Now, the problem with that was that their top woman is in Japan at the moment. Yeah. And their second top woman is in Japan at the moment. Yeah. So they couldn't really do that. So that's fine. You can't do your first bit. And and what you do there is that you show how good your top woman is. Uh, because she goes to the, to the very... Uh, the, the, the ends uh, with the, the, the top woman in the world. Um, and so you reinforce how good your top woman is. Yeah. So the other way you can do it is that you make a new star. Yeah. And they that could have been the intention tonight with Valkyrie. Um, and you know, as we we said earlier about uh, Dan Maloney, um, about them following through on stuff, and Gabriel Kidd about them following through on stuff. You know, whether they would or not, let's give them the benefit of the doubt and say that they were going to make that new star out of Valkyrie and use Tony Storm to, to get her over in a valiant losing effort. And then what they delivered was technically fine. Yeah. There were nothing bad about the match, but it was boring. Yeah. It, it's, a, it's a strange use of Tony Storm. Yeah. Um... I, I I had the thought like why didn't they put her in a mixed match? Yeah. Like they could have put her in with Travis Banks and gone. I'm not sure that. Well, the yeah, women I mean, are allowed to fight men. That's anymore. a question. Like, like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, although WWE have played around with some intergender stuff. Yeah. Um, in the past year. Um, so yeah, maybe that you know maybe there's a line drawn that they can't cross. 
um, but would have been more interesting maybe tonight. Um, yeah, it just fell flat. Um, as you say, Valkyrie didn't feel like the calibre of competition that you would hope for in such an attraction match. No. Um, I don't know who you do put in there, unless you, because a lot of the top British women, you know, the top, top ones have ended up involved with WWE. Yeah. Um, there are still women around that you could get great matches out of, but I don't know. I don't know what, like, Fight Club aren't invested in women's wrestling. No. They're just not. So I don't know what this. I don't know what benefit to Fight Club pros. Certainly not their ongoing storylines as as they are. Yeah. Um, but also, I don't really know what it added to the show tonight. Well, I mean, that kind of transitions into the third, not my graphs in a way. In the tonight show felt very much and at least until the very end when Walter came out um, and, and did a bit of uh, storyline advancement yeah. yeah, hopefully, you never know comes the next show, I'm completely forgotten um, it very much felt like a Fight Club Pro house show Yeah, um, and that's not a terrible thing you know, house shows are fun and um, we got to see Travis Banks in a singles match yeah. you don't usually get to see that we got to see Clint Margera wrestle. Yeah. Uh, and Mark Davis did make a point about the way that they, they usually just wheel Clint Margera out once a year. Um, but he came out and wrestled Mark Davis on this. Yeah. Um, we, they had to bring in Tony Storm. Um, they didn't really bring in uh, any of the, the kind of the banner foreigners that they have been bringing in no. recently. Um, so, yeah, it just felt like a bit of a throwaway show. I enjoyed it, but it just felt like it didn't matter. Yeah, I mean, bearing in mind, like, you normally end up on these shows with a scramble match, which features a couple of top people in it. Um, But today, the closest we got was a four-way match with the debuting Gabriel Kidd, who had a good showing, Chuck Mambo, um, the former... Whisk man, old yeah. Whisk championship holder, um, Omari, who has been persona non grata for God knows how long. Well, I was collecting tickets the last time we came here. Yeah, um, and Nico Angelo, who was involved in the sort of ongoing um, Fight Club Pro pre-show thing. Yeah, at, was that like last year's DTTI? That they did no, it was last year's kind of London. They did like thing. a little tour, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, it and you know, so not overwhelming star power in that one. No. And then a whole bunch of singles matches. Yeah. And then a tag main event. Yeah. It, it felt a little bit weirdly normal. Normal. Yeah. Like it wasn't. They didn't push the boat out tonight. No. Um, and this, this is this is how far Fight the Grove come. The, you know, you've got a show which had uh, the besties in the world on it. Yeah. Uh, which had Tony Storm. 
yeah. uh, which had Ilya Dragunov, which had uh, Jake Atlas debuting from California, um, and it just felt normal. Yeah. Yeah, because it's even, but even like an act like Schadenfreude, they were like um, Schadenfreude skeleton crew tonight. Yeah. Yeah, they're really down to the, the bare bones of Schadenfreude now. Uh, Lucky Kid, nowhere to be seen. Tim Thatcher, nowhere to be seen. Lycos, retired from in ring action. Um, and that's it, isn't it? That's, yeah. That's Schadenfreude. Gresham. Oh, Gresham, yeah. Gresham, who knows where Jonathan Gresham was. I always forget he's part of Schadenfreude. He's over again soon, isn't he? Is he? Like, he's been announced for some shows. Right, so yeah, perhaps he'll be, he'll be back. He might have to fill in for Chris Brooks when he's off in Japan. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just felt a bit light tonight. And as I say, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, and it seems a bit, maybe a little bit harsh to put it in the Not My Graps. But it made the appearances of Ilya Dragunov and Tony Storm kind of stand out all the more when you have these people brought in um, and it, it just seems like a normal show because what what are they there for? Yeah. yeah. Having said that, I enjoyed the show. Yeah, I enjoyed yeah. it on the whole. Yeah. Um, it was nice to see, you know, some thing, like some some markers that you might point out as being storyline advancement yeah. that I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt but until they actually play out, we don't know for sure whether Martin Zaki realises that people like Dan Maloney. Or we don't know for sure that the Walter thing wasn't for the uh, audience at ringside and not for the people at home. Yeah. Edited off of the home video. <laughs> um, I mean, the dark segment. The, there are stories they can tell there. Um, you know, you've got Travis Banks kind of working his way back. You've got Gabriel Kidd making his, his debut as a, the new prick heel. Uh, you've got Clint Margera, who in his match looked at times like he was struggling. Um, and you can kind of turn that into a, you know, is it the end for Clint Margera storyline? Yeah. Uh, where he feels like he has to test himself. Um, you've got Dan Maloney coming through. Uh, you've got Walter back for revenge. So... You know, the There's a whole bunch of stories that they can tell if they want to. Yeah. If Martin Zaki wants to get on the blower and we can have talk about what stories he could tell coming out of that show, we can do that. Yeah. Yeah. We'll I can on. also uh, give him an idea for a match where everyone has a balloon tied to them. Yeah. We'll get on. We'll get him on Skype. Get yeah. on Skype. We'll do a conference for a, obviously a consultant's fee. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Um, but like we are waiting for that call up um, from one of the companies that we've. Um, you know, picked on. Yeah, we've um, we've critically appraised. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, uh, an assessment. Yeah, that's what we. That's do why now. we stopped going to attack because they weren't offering us that big money deal. Yeah, um, yeah. We so we told them exactly what was wrong, and they just didn't <laughs> want to know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that was Fight Club Pro. I mean, we'll be back again, won't we? Oh yeah, yeah. Still yeah. got still got some appearances on this. Um, season ticket yeah. actually if anybody from Fight Club Pro does listen to this please can you send an email out when you change dates of shows you've changed the date of your August show you've put it out on Twitter but that is not enough yeah. that is not a way to communicate 
with the people that have paid you money for your tickets. You'd appreciate an email, wouldn't you? You've got their email address. Yeah. People have bought tickets from you via the internet. Email them to tell them that the ticket they have bought is now valid for a different date. Just do it. Also, if anyone from Fight Club Pro is listening, um, it's lovely that Chris Brooks is going over to DDT. When are we going to see some DDT fellas in Fight Club Pro? <laughs> yeah, I really look. I'm looking forward to that. That um, the you know the DDT Fight Club Pro relationship coming to fruition. Yeah, I I saw Martin Zaki get in the ring at Corican Hall and announce a, t- a tie-up between the two. I've not seen any evidence of that at all. And don't try and tell me that Shigehiro Irie and you were part of that because they're freelancers. Yeah. Yeah. What a con. <laughs> um, that's probably it, isn't it? Yeah. We're getting towards Northampton now, anyway. Yeah. Um, but thanks for listening. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll probably be back next week, actually. Yeah, we're going to go to Kamikaze. Yeah, I mean, we don't have tickets yet, so I no. might change my mind tomorrow. <laughs> um, but I, I want to see Joey Janella. I've seen Joey Janella. I've never seen him. Yeah, I saw him at Super Strong Style last year. It was fine. All right. Yeah. I mean, that's not the best place to see Joey Janella, really, is it? Oh, and you think the Coventry is, do you? Yeah. <laughs> right, a okay. dirty nightclub in Coventry. That's yeah. obviously the best place to see him. So, um, yeah, you might get another podcast out of us. Yay! For free. It's free. Don't complain about the schedule. It's free. <laughs> um, so, get on Facebook. Blah, 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 blah. Do you want to say anything? No. Okay, well, go to bed. We had joy, we had fun.